What up, y'all? Welcome to this next episode of Truth, Love, Light. It's your girl, Keisha L. Wells. And I am Brittany Brown, and this is the Truth, Love, Light podcast, where we have open, honest conversations about all things. All things. On today's episode, we are going to answer a few questions about get to know us. Yes, it's another top five. because And these questions are very interesting, so... I look forward to hearing your answers. Keisha. I'm looking forward to hearing your answers, Brittany, because we just know the questions, but we didn't talk about the answer to the questions. All right. He's coming straight off the dome. Okay. Real raw. <laughs> Real raw rat. Real raw. I could. <laughs> okay. So you ready? Yes, ma'am. What has been your earliest recollection of happiness? Oh, my earliest recognition of happiness. So I'll just give this little back story. So um, growing up, I always was a happy child, like just naturally happy, like just smiling, super bubbly, um, vibrate at a high level. Of course, I didn't know these things. I was just five, six, seven, um, middle school and everything. And I remember one time one of my cousins had asked me, I was you know, middle school, I'm happy to see my friends. I'm kind of naturally a morning person. So I'm the one that's, hey, good morning. How are you? And this is without coffee. Mm -hmm. So with coffee, I'm like on a thousand. So, and I remember one time she was like, why are you just so happy? Like, why are you smiling all the time? It's seven o'clock in the morning and you're just the, and I'm just like, can I just be happy? Like, What's wrong with me having a smile on my face, coming to school in a good mood and just want to share it and see my friends and talk with them and learn? Like, is there anything wrong with that? So my earliest, I'll I'll say when I was a kid, Mm -hmm. like when I was about five, six years old, like I've always just been really happy um, just in general. And so, and I've, my happiness is just, I can't even really describe it because it's just who I am. Mm-hmm. Like She's a I, happy person. I'm a happy person. I don't, I'm not waiting on happiness to happen for me. I come happy. Hey, I come happy. I come happy. <laughs> <laughs> I just come happy. Yes, you do. <laughs> She does, ladies and gentlemen. Fellas out there. No, okay. <laughs> well, you can uh, find me on Instagram <laughs> at Keisha L. Wells. <laughs> the DM is open. Right. No. <laughs> what about you, Brittany? For me, my earliest recollection of happiness was, I would say, the fir- my first birthday party that I can recall, I can remember. Mm-hmm. Um that was my first recollection of happiness because it was one, I was being celebrated, mm-hmm. but I didn't know all of the people that were celebrating with me. Like this was like my first big birthday party. So I want to say I was maybe five, mm-hmm. um, four or five, maybe six. I'll say five. Cause that's like a big number. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a lot of kids there and their parents were there and the parents actually stayed. So, um, 
it wasn't so much that it was my party. It was more so that there's a lot of people here. It was a lot of love in the room and it made me feel really good. Mm. And that's what it's just like, this is so good. Cause there was no drama, you know, yeah. with kids, it was a Barney themed party. Hey, And it was just like, Oh, this is Barney, man. I got a bomb party, but everyone's here and they're having a good time. Yeah. It just felt so good. So yeah. that was my earliest, my earliest recollection of happiness, the love in the room being celebrated and Barney, of course, Barney is the OG. Of course, Barney, you know, he, he said he loved you. Yeah. We're a big family. We are. We are. You ready for the next one? Yes, ma'am. What it. title would you give this chapter in your life? Mm. You want me to answer it first? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> this chapter of my life, I would say evolve and go. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say that because I can definitely say in the, just this last, so for many don't know, um, I look pretty young for my age. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm a lot older. I'm very well seasoned. Um, and I'll say about June, evolve. I feel like I just kind of just stepped into this new evolved seasoned Keisha um, and I'm just going with it um, processing things that has happened to me in life just just experience just enjoying the experience um, so definitely evolve and go I'm just continuing to evolve and I'm just going with the flow of life in the direction that I believe that God is pushing me into um, that's that's the chapter I'm in right now. And yourself? For me, um, the title I would give this chapter in my life would be Autonomy. Mm. Um, I am in a position where I can come and go as I please, um, which is a beautiful thing. It's a, it's a special kind of freedom. Yeah. Um, I remember one time I posted on social media that um, to do what I want and to do what I please is the only thing, the only two things that are on my to-do list. Mm. And it's a beautiful thing, um, to be able to have that kind of freedom. Yeah. Um, also with autonomy, it's just like, there's really nothing standing in my way, but myself, if there is something. So I... I have the power to do whatever it is I set my mind to. And there's really nothing standing in the way. Also, there is like a little personal aspect of it. Um, I recently lost my mother. She was, um, she was my remaining parent. Um, mm -hmm. I lost my father in 20 and 2003 from cancer. But so she was my, my um, only living parent at the time, and I lost her mm -hmm. as well. And I am the mm -hmm. only child, so I am like by myself. Mm. Although I'm not by myself, mm -hmm. but it's just like I have no no ties to my parents, the parentals. So I would definitely name this chapter Autonomy. Okay, Autonomy. Alrighty. 
question number three. Question number three. Do you think you do you think the image you have of yourself matches the image people see you as? I would say no. Okay. And you thought I was gonna say yes. Yes. <laughs> I did. I did. I, I'm gonna say no because um a lot of times people misread me. Mm-hmm. Um and they don't really know my heart. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes on my exterior, I can be very poised and, you know, look very serious. But internally, I'm like very kind hearted. I'm a very nice person. Like I will, I would give my, not my last last, but I will give till I can't give no more in mm-hmm. so many words. Um, and so... Uh, I've, I've I've had a situation where um, recently where someone just completely misread me and misunderstood of, you know, just me assisting and helping out. And I'm just like, yo, that is not, that's not me. That's not who you think you're seeing and who you think you're, you're coming up with this um, perspective of who you see or who you think I am. I'm, I'm not that person. And so, um, I say no because people misread me all the time, mm-hmm. um, or they're not able to read me at all. And I'm I'm, I'm very nice. I'm very yeah. kind. Um, but don't there are times where I can be extremely spicy. Uh, <laughs> spicy two very, piece with a biscuit on the side. <laughs> very spicy and a little sassy um, at times. But um, yeah, people misread me so. I'll say no. Like the image that I see of myself is just this always very kind hearted, happy person. But, you know, someone on the outside see me, you know, I might have a straight face on or just a, you know, and I don't be thinking about anything and I'm very content, very happy, but they will misread my body language. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For me, um, do I think the image I have of myself Matches, matches the image people see me as? I would say yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say yes. Um, people say that I come off friendly. And I, gen- I genuinely am. Mm-hmm. Especially, you know, when my mood and my feelings align. I can be yes. very... <laughs> yes. I can be friendly. Very, and I can yes. also... Be not so friendly when I have my moments. You know, I can be not so friendly, but most most of the time I am friendly. I try to, um, not try to, I maintain good energy Mm -hmm. and I try to bring that into a room. Mm -hmm. And that's emotional intelligence. Uh, Being able to notice how, when you walk into a room, how the energy changes in the room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I know that I bring good energy and people can feel that and they mention that. So that's always a beautiful thing. It wasn't always like that mm-hmm. um, as far as um, people, how people viewed me. Because I have RBF, okay? <laughs> Resting bitch face. But, you know, since we have the mask, you really don't see that. Not no more. Yeah, you really don't see that. And then I've I've also learned to, like, kind of wear a smile, if that makes sense. Like, kind of have the corners of my mouth mm-hmm. perched up just a little bit so mm-hmm. it doesn't look like I'm staring deep into your soul. Because the last, oh, I hate when men just, like, smile. I ain't going to let you in until you smile. 
That's what this guy, that's what the guy told me when we were going to um, the spot. The, oh, the place that's what I he took said you. to you? This was the first time that I went. Okay, okay. He's like, smile, damn. I ain't gonna let you in until you smile. And I was just like... I was like, first of all, sir, I am thinking. I'm in the middle of a deep thought, and here you are <laughs> telling me in front of your homeboys to smile all loud, and you aggressive. <laughs> Ooh. Like, in that moment, he didn't see me how I see me. <laughs> oh, my god! In that moment, he probably thought I was a B-word. <laughs> I'm like, sir, I'm in the middle of a, a deep thought that it's... you just interrupted. <laughs> B.S. Overall, yes, I do think people see me how I see me. You have learned to smile from the inside out. Yes. Got to kind of have that that squint and like smizing. Yes. In the corners of your mouth, slightly curled. Mm-hmm. And it's just like. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could see Brittany's face. Oh, because I can't do it now because I'm, I'm laughing. Good. Oh, yeah. man. That's hilarious. Okay, next question. That's good. That's good. What is something you wouldn't want to change about yourself? My life experiences mm-hmm. um, and who I am today. I would not want to change just who I am, like not at all. Mm-hmm. Um, because the things that I've experienced in life has shaped who I am today mm-hmm. as a person. Um, from growing up in the church to prior to um, moving to Texas, being a part of a ministry, leaving that ministry, I wouldn't change none of it because I learned a lot um, about myself. I wouldn't, I just, I wouldn't want to change anything about me. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, um, I have grown to accept all my flaws and imperfections. Yeah. And I'm, I'm okay with who I am. So I wouldn't want to change anything. How about you? Um, something that I wouldn't want to change. My answer is um, very similar. My answer is very similar. I wouldn't want to change the lessons that I've learned and how I learned those lessons mm-hmm. and the pace in which I learned those lessons. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to change that because I feel like you learn certain things, divine intervention, at the right yes. moment. Yes. In the I right agree. time in your life so that you can take that lesson and move forward or fail forward, as they say, and move on. So I wouldn't want to change the lessons that I learned and how I learned them. Although in that moment, I probably can say this, okay? Because, mm-hmm. you know, it's like a traumatic experience. Of course. But, I can relate. But I wouldn't want to change that because... I am the person that I am today because of it, you know? And she's such a beautiful we're here, person. We're thriving, you know? Yes, and Brittany's such a beautiful person, y'all. Oh, my God, guys. Inside out. That's oh my, my sis. That's my sis, y'all. That's my sis. That's my sis. <laughs> okay, last question. If you have, when was the moment you realized you weren't invincible? Grad school. Okay. And I say that because I had this thinking in my mind, like, I'm this black woman, I'm in this program, Mm -hmm. I'm getting my master's degree, can't nobody tell me nothing. Mm. Boom. 
And then one of my professors was like, Lakeisha, it's fine and good that you have that thinking. However, black women, it doesn't matter their education level, are at the bottom. Mm. I was like, that was a smack in my face. Mm. She knocked you down. She knocked me down. But it was good Mm -hmm. because it helped me. It helped bring things into perspective and brought me out this fantasy world that I was living in. Like, I have this master's degree. I'm going to come in. I'm going to save my community. I'm going to do this and the other. I'm going to change these systems and do this. Hmm. I'm going to save the world. I'm going to save the world. Girl. They talked about that. They talked (laughs) to us about that in grad school, too. I'm going to save the world. So... She she helped me put things into perspective. And she said, you changing just one person's life is changing the world. Because you're making an impact in that person's world. Mm-hmm. So that's when I learned that I was, <laughs> I was not. She's like, I world. know you're feeling like Superwoman. Yeah. However. She, she brought me down. Let's be realistic. Let's, Let me tell you how society really is. Yes. Comes to the black woman. Yes. Okay, for me, I realized I was not invincible when I tore my ACL back in 2013. Mm. And it was one of the most traumatic experiences. Not the actual tearing of the ACL, it was the recovery Mm. for me. Mm -hmm. And it changed everything. Like, you can't. Shout out to the people who <laughs> tore bones, broke bones, and Ooh, tore ligaments. Child, I couldn't even because imagine. Because it's just, especially if you don't follow doctor doctor's recommendation and do physical therapy for however many years they suggest you do it, and things begin to heal and um, function on their own, not exactly in the proper way. <laughs> but tearing my ACL was definitely one of the... Um, most traumatic experiences that I've that I've experienced, right? Um, it was the recovery for me because um, after the surgery and after doing physical therapy, I thought that okay, things will go back to normal. No, you have a whole new leg. You are Lieutenant Dan. You have new legs, <laughs> Lieutenant Dan. No, I got new legs, Dan. and then you know once you start. Um, depending on one leg as your other leg heals mm. that leg becomes weak as well tired and susceptible to tears as well mm. and so you may like me get a meniscus tear in the other leg My like it God. was just it was <laughs> at that moment My it was God. at that moment that i knew i can only imagine like girl you can't have meg knees what it feels like <laughs> You, you don't have those. And this was in 2013. So this is probably when Meg was in what? Middle school? Elementary? Yeah. <laughs> Before Meg knees were a thing. Oh it's like, gosh. you ain't got those nieces. So, oh, um, Jesus. Go sit down and put on your icy hot. <laughs> Bless your knees. Yes. yes. Bless your knees. But yeah. That was my, my, my invincible story. I'm not invincible. Man, I love it. I, I love that we bring these two different perspectives mm-hmm. and we talk about these, have these five questions and have these 
conversation. So I'm looking forward to the next one. Yes, it's gonna get deeper and more personal. Ooh, Ooh y'all, I'm, y'all can't wait to hear my dating experiences. Hello, over Sis this got past. some stories for yeah. you. Oh my gosh, Whew. that's all I can say. But we're gonna say that for another episode. <laughs> But as I mentioned before, this your girl, Keisha L. Wells. And I'm Brittany Brown. And you are free to catch us up on Instagram at Truth Love Light Podcast. And you're welcome to email us at um, Truth Love Light Podcast at gmail.com. And you can hit us up on our personal pages. Keisha L. Wells is for me. And Evolve for the Beautiful for me. All right, y'all. Y'all go out. Bye. Peace out.